Welcome to Think Big for Africa podcast. On this podcast, we will bring you interesting conversations with local, national, and international African leaders from all works of life, home and abroad. Leaders who are doing their bits to progress Africa's development. Conversation topics will range from education, science, health, leadership, politics, business, and many other global issues. Conversations about everything that concerns Africa's development. Africa has so many wonderful achievers worldwide. And this is exactly what we will bring to you on Think Big for Africa podcast. Stay tuned. Hello, brother. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. And you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I'm good. Yeah. How is the the Gambia? Gambia, it's hot and cold. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, uh, extremely hot during the day. Mm. And uh, in the evenings and late night, sometimes it gets a bit cold. We are getting into our winter. Yeah. So I I guess guess that's uh, Hamatan. Yes, Hamatan, exactly. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's, um, good, it's good to see you. Yes, yeah, same here, same here. I'm happy you're, you're, you're here. You know, uh, after we talked last time, uh, I'm happy you are here. Okay. So Yes, yes, I'm, I'm doing very well. Very good, very good, very good. So, Mohamed, yeah. Uh, yeah. let's start. Uh, normally, I want you to introduce yourself to my audience tell them who okay. you are and what you do in, in, very very brief before we get into uh our discussion okay all right that's that's fine um my name is mohammed lankinte i'm from canifi in the gambia um i have a background in project management communication and uh, administration um i have a strong passion for grassroots football youth and social development um i recently i have recently been working for the world bank as a consultant okay in the gambia supporting um, uh, different national projects um i also worked in the world bank office as programs assistant um until Recently, I started this project in June of 2022. Okay. So I was also the project manager for the first, uh, the Gambia's first biometric identification project. It was called the Gambia's project. Wow. Yes. That's nice. Uh, In fact, uh, we talk talk about the biometric uh, uh, issue later because uh, I'm very, I'm very intrigued that... uh, Many African countries are going down that route. I recently did my what we call a national identification, something is called NIA, NIA in Nigeria. Yeah, in I, Nigeria, I, yes, yes. So, so, so if, if, I, I, I think we were the second in Africa to start it after okay. South Africa. Okay, this was back in 2009. That was when I came back from England. Interesting, 
So I, I, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know since you are you are involved in it in the Gambia. I like. I would like to know more about the 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 push for for bio, biometric uh, identification uh, identification in in Africa. I really want to know. Yeah, right. Okay. So at, at this moment, I I am not uh, involved in the project okay, because okay. our project ceased in 2016. Oh, okay. when we had an issue with the former government Ooh. and they ceased um, uh, the project ceased to run. Oh, okay. So as of now, it is with a different group of people oh, okay. that okay. are running it, but it's completely different from from what we were doing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So let 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 let's get back to to my 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 uh what drew me to you. You see, I saw that you you want to drive social social change and development in Africa by building uh, Africa's biggest football empire. That's, that's intrigued me. For, for, for somebody to say, I want to build the Africa's biggest football empire. Yes. See, I, as, a, as, a, as a youth, I played sports, okay? Uh, I played uh, starting with uh, cricket in school, in, in school uh, tennis, and then finally basketball. So mm-hmm. I know how sports helped me develop as a young as a young as a young boy. Okay, I mm-hmm. played basketball in the university till my master's degree level. Okay, so I was I was doing that all the time. So I know how that helped me as a person. Okay, so tell me more about your 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 goal okay yeah uh, the, the 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 i how the idea came about and what impact you envisage okay if you succeed yeah um my passion for for football was from probably at the age of four or five when i can remember <laughs> um uh, I I sleep with football. <laughs> I would say yes. Um, then I grew up playing football. When I was very young, at the age of eight nine, I play in men's team because of um, the fascination that they see in me. So, but growing up, uh, my parents were teachers. Um, uh, they were very serious for me to have a good education. And football was not valued as, as something. Um, uh, it was basically valued just f- like pleasure. Mm. So it was not valued for it to be something that can bring meaningful um, uh, Employment. change in my life. Yes, okay. exactly. So it was myself and my uh, cousin and some other people within our household. Uh, who I called my brother. So unfortunately, yeah. um, I did not go on to play football at the highest level yeah. because of um, education. But um, uh, he he was very stubborn. And uh, <laughs> when, when when we finished school, um, he decided um, to play football full time. And uh, luckily, 
he was scouted as a schoolboy um, uh, international um, uh, where he played for his school team. And that's where he, he was um, scouted to get into the national team. Mm, so it was easy. It was easy for him. His name is Idrissa Sonko. Um, he played in England. I was managing him when I was in England. I managed his affairs, I can okay. say. Um, uh, and this is how I got involved in the football industry in England, back in England. Okay. And this is where and when the concept of this project started. Um, uh, my brother was playing in Belgium. He started at Anderlecht and then moved to Roda Kerkrade in, in Holland before moving to Greece and then to England finally. Mm. So when he was in Warsaw, um, uh, we had to change agents because the agent that brought him to England uh, probably we felt was not doing um, uh, a good job in order to move him to another level. Yeah. So we changed him from one agent to another, yeah. which um, uh, I participated in making that decision. And uh, he was lucky to play for Walsall, played for Tranmere Rovers, and then uh, before he moved to Hereford United, all in England. Then during... Um, his time in Warsaw, this was in 2007. This is when I had this idea um, uh, to create a platform yeah. where young African footballers can showcase their talent um, as well as to ask uh, to access um, uh, to have access to develop their professional football capacity and go on to, to, to fulfill their dreams. So this concept was incubated at that time. Yeah. Uh, but because football is very expensive, um, uh, you need a real and huge investment in order to make certain ideas happen. Um, I struggled to convince people. Mm. So then it evolved because what was needed was to create a development center somewhere here in Africa and then try to expand it across the whole of Africa. Yeah. And uh, imagine just creating that development center. Um, uh, it's probably millions of dollars mm. um, uh, of investment. So this is when I, I um, uh, came up with a sort of a, another concept, not changing it, but another layer on top of the original concept which is going to bring income, which may also bring revenue for the funding and, and financing of the project. Yeah. Um, the original idea of the soccer icon project was the football factory. Okay. As a production center. But uh, it evolved into the soccer icon when I returned back to Gambia in 2009. Um, I returned with my family back to Gambia, and one of the main reasons is to come and, and pursue this project. So as I come, uh, there is a different kind of reality on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to survive. Yeah. And yeah. family has to survive. So at some point, I had to put the project on hold in order to get a job 
and then try to 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 improve on that and see where the next support can come yeah this is when i started um working for um uh, a company called pristine on this gambis project um i started in 2010 until 2016 but in 2009 i established the africa sports management this is a consultancy firm which i created okay and uh to help young 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 uh, talents facilitate their move to different levels in football so i started doing that taking some few players from the gambia to dakar and that was where it stopped so but um uh, cutting the long story short um uh, after 15 years in 2022 um uh, we launched the the soccer icon project pilot okay um, the program it's called the house of dreams mm. the house of dreams um uh, the concept is a reality television uh, program okay um, to recruit young talent and put them into a training and development camp increase yeah. and improve their, their their capacity um uh, which we have uh partners from spain um uh, who are willing to uh, provide some technical expertise in order to to recruit these talents and then scout them as well all right uh, all right yeah so recently um i have also um, been fortunate uh to be working with or be in contact with probably the world's biggest um uh, sports management uh, firm in England. Um, I'm not sure if it is right for me to... to no, if, if, if you feel like, if you feel like for you to do it, do it. If you feel not to do it, don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, it, um, it, it depends it, it, on it, your contract. Just, it depends on your contract. And I, I don't want to jeopardize it for this podcast. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, um, there is no contract. Okay. Um, what happened is... A friend of mine uh, who I, I have been living with back in England, in Luton, um, uh, who I supported uh, when he came from, from Poland as a player, um, I supported him to take him to certain clubs for trials back in England. Eventually, he did not make it as a footballer. Um, uh, he started working with this agency back okay. in England. And uh, we have started working together on some 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 uh, deals that we potential deals that we can we can work together but i also introduced and presented them this project which probably these days we will have a meeting on the particular project in order for them to come on board um uh, trying to bring some premiership clubs and some elite professional clubs yeah to join us on this um uh, project to scout for the most talented players across africa okay Yes, so so that that is a very interesting area which yeah. I am I am excited to to pursue. Very, very but basically, good. the the mission the mission of of um, uh, the the project is to build a professional institution with a global platform to scout and uh, develop and produce the best emerging um, uh, footballers across Africa and even beyond. Because we don't want to limit it to, to only Africa, but that is our our mission. Um, uh, 
we also have a vision vision to become the leading um, uh, recruitment institution around the world. Okay. So that is why we named it as um, uh, Africa's um, uh, biggest sporting empire. Yeah. <laughs> so along the way, we don't we do not want to stop there. We also yeah. created some social impact programs um, uh, with an ambition to fund up to 1 million or more youths across Africa mm. to gain professional skills training and development of their choice, which is which could be outside football, either as a professional footballer or something else. Because we all know that not everyone is going to make it as a professional footballer. Actually, very few people make yes. it to the highest level. About exactly. that, that's, that's so many, so it's many, all that small percentage. Is, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that being the case, we don't want to, to just leave them on their own. Because mm. I've been in Africa now for 12 and a half years, since 2009. Yes. I've been here and I've seen a lot of young talent who could not make it. Yeah, um, uh, through football, but also a lot of other unemployed young people yeah. who are wasting in the streets, whose skills can be developed and improved, and uh, can be empowered to do other some things. some some yeah great things. Yes, you know. So this is the reason why we created this social impact program in order to improve their skills um, uh, training. We also believe that it will empower. Um, uh, these young people create employment opportunities for many of them yeah and have this positive impact in addressing this um, uh, our deadly illegal migration and human trafficking of young Africans across the Mediterranean Sea yeah this has become a phenomenon and a pandemic in this region especially Gambia and Senegal yeah we have a lot of young people who perished. Um, yeah, uh, using these routes and even, even before members. even before they get to the sea. Yes, in, in the in the Sahara Desert, many of exactly. them exactly the perish. treatment that they receive. Yeah, you know it's yeah. it's it's incredible. Yeah, so um, uh, it has made me um, grow a lot of passion in order to make something happen. Yeah, so we also intend to build sporting infrastructures and community recreational facilities for the development of, of sports in general. So this, this is very important um, uh, to the development of football. Yeah. So that is um, uh, a brief background of, of the project. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, yes. Um, wow. Mohamed. Yes. The, your, uh, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. uh, as a youth, I play sports. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Although not uh, to the extent uh, as a pro professional. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I know the impact of sports mm -hmm. to develop young people. Okay. Mentally, psychologically, and health wise. Okay. And mm -hmm. I know the impact of sports. See, I'm a big, I'm a big. Uh, American sports fan, okay? Basketball yes. is my favorite and I watch it a lot, okay? Yeah. Uh, football. When I say football, American football, okay? Yeah. Uh, today is a Sunday, okay? So in the evening, I will watch NFL football, okay? I do that 
every every okay. every Sunday when the season is on. Okay. Now, oh. I always earlier in my in my life I watch a lot of uh, NCAA. Okay, basketball, football. So I know, and I watch the Premier League. Uh, I used to watch the Spanish league, but now uh, I can't watch everything because it takes time. Okay, so I, yes, so, absolutely. So I, I I limit because I'm a I'm a American sports fan. I watch yeah. more of American sports and less of the other ones. Okay, uh, but the, but the, my my point is this: sports is huge. I mean, when I say huge, it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Honestly, yes. Multi-billion dollar yeah. in the industry. And as it, Africa is, Africa has a lot of young people. A lot of young people. And mm -hmm. we have a lot of athletic, athletic young people. Of course. Okay. So for all the sports, see, once upon a time, a long time ago, close, close to to 20 years ago i mm -hmm. introduced one of my good friends to american sport american football yeah uh, he came to my house on a sunday in nigeria i was in nigeria then and i was watching nfl football mm -hmm. so that's when he said why are you watching this game it's boring <laughs> yeah okay so i i told him okay i bought him a, a bottle of beer and we bought, we got uh, suya, okay. We ate uh, suya. We ate uh, catfish pepper pe soup, pepper soup. While watching watching the game, so I now started teaching him the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. I will tell you. I will tell you one thing. By the time he finished watching one game, after after learning the rules, he he shed tears. Yeah, and I, said, I asked him why. He said, "Look at the kind of the things that these guys are doing, and look at the number of people, strong, healthy boys on our streets. Yes, in a in a motor park. If somebody has taught them some of these how to games, play this game, they could be million billionaires. Yeah." Okay, yeah. so my, my point is this. We have a lot of young, vibrant talent, okay, untapped. Yeah. And sports, untapped. and yes. sports, sports is a tool to develop these young people, yeah. to develop the economy, mm -hmm. and to develop a social infrastructure. Fabric. Yes, absolutely. Now, yeah, we are behind, just like we are behind in almost everything. What I'm going to ask you something, something you may not be able to answer, but just yes. just share your. Yeah. I, I will give you my opinion. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah. What do you think we need to do for us as individuals? as business people okay because sports is, is a business at the highest level mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. how can we how can we get african business people 
African governments mm -hmm. and African parents to see this thing, this industry of sports as a vibrant possibility? How? Yes. Um, I, I think some people do understand the magnitude and the importance of, of sports, but not many, mm. or not all, I would say. Um, uh, because I can give the examples um, uh, of Senegal. Okay. I can give the examples of Nigeria, um, South Africa. A lot of these African countries, especially governments, are beginning to invest. But we are lacking a lot, a lot more behind our, our usual like counterparts, especially yeah. the Euro Europeans, the Asians, you go to Japan, you know, football, even North Korea, football is being, um, uh, or sports, it's being promoted at the grassroots level, as well as policies created by, by governments and the governing bodies yes. in order to, to create that environment. Um, for me, I think it will have to take some individual brilliance and projects like this to succeed for them to understand that they need to put their mouth in because i always say that this is a billion dollar project this project i am doing most, I most of people billion dollar projects yes but but um uh, not many will believe that some people think i am crazy because to be honest i will tell you this i left the world bank a consultancy job, which I was earning fairly what can feed my family yes. and move to another level. But I had or happened to have a network both here in Africa, as well as in England, as well as in Europe, in, in, in Spain and Italy and Holland. And I believe that I can use this network to create more players like Sergio Mane. Giving you the, the, the example of Sergio, yep. he came from probably the lowest levels mm. of society. Mm. And now he's on top of the world. He's on top of not, the world. Not, not Africa, because I call him the pride of Africa. Because his comportment, his attitude, and yep. everything yep. is magnificent. Yes. Um, we even plan to make him an ambassador for mm. this project. Ooh, okay. Or the ambassador for this project. So we are planning, we went, because when we were doing the pilot program, we went to his region called Kazamas in Ziegenshore. We did the pilot there. We did the pilot, another one in Dakar, trials in Dakar and trials in the Gambia. So we used three regions to test this. But uh, we went on a television program in Dakar, an online TV, and our numbers were published for people to call because we make it we made it a free trials initially mm. mm. just to test and see how people are interested but i can tell you we went on that program i believe on a friday or on a thursday but it went completely two days um uh, my project manager or our project manager who was running the calls we used our direct number 
Ooh. His phone was constantly busy. Yeah, because, <laughs> because we have no choice. We do not have the servers yeah. and other, other, other opportunities yeah. to create that. So his phone was constantly ringing for 48 hours. The only time he will rest is when he has to turn it off. Wow. And these are women, mothers calling for their kids to be part of these trials. Mm. Aunties calling for their kids, fathers calling for their kids and brothers and sisters. This made me understand what I got into. I knew what I what what we 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 were trying to do. Yeah. But that day I acknowledged that we are into something which is going to be a phenomenon. But then again, moving forward, we did two parts of the pilots, that is yeah. the showcase trials, open trials in three regions. And then we created something called the super trial. So during that super trial, um, uh, we called and invited all the talents we selected. We did yeah. this with a very good uh, technician who we hired from England um, called Jonathan Page. Um, he came on and then we did the trials together. But unfortunately, he had to leave because we exhausted all the funds that we had. And we had no sponsor. <laughs> yeah. We had no more funding to yeah. move the project to the training. And in this training camp, we were expecting to have two coaches that were co going to come from Spain, one from uh, Barcelona's La Masia and another one who has been an ex-coach of Espanol. So these were going to be brought by a partner of ours on a different project that mm. we partnered with. So this is a billion dollar project. Yeah. Um, imagine we happen to enter every country in Africa to scout for talent. I said, Africa's population is 1 billion plus or a billion. Yeah, 1.2 billion plus. Yeah. 1.2, 1.3 billion. Yeah. If we enter every country in Africa trying to search for the best talent, that means we are tapping into that whole 1.3 billion population. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our audience reach could be nothing less than 1 billion. And this we have not touched the people in the diaspora. Yeah. Africans in the diaspora. Yeah. So um, uh, we can reach easily 500 million audience reach. And that mm. alone, you know how valuable that is on social media or online mm. or digital, digital wise. Yeah. So this is a project I love to promote to the highest level. And mm. I hope that we can have some genuine investors, partners and sponsors to come on board because these are some of our challenges yeah. um, uh, that we're having right now. So I take you back to your point, but I just wanted to, to elaborate on the importance and the magnitude of what we are trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Mohammed, this is uh, yeah. interesting. Im 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 imagine it is on, on being sports or on super sports or on sky sports. Yeah. Uh, we all know how Big Brother is. We all know how <laughs> to get me out of here is. But the concept, I, I forgot to tell you, I picked it up. I have to give credit where credit is due. I took this concept from Simon Cowell. Ah, in England, yeah. In 2006, Simon started the Pop Idol. Yeah. The Pop Idol, I understand he started it with probably five point something pounds in his account. But 
the idea, the concept grew. Uh, and and the, 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 the concept has, has been taken by other, it's like a, a franchise. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So, so this is where I took this concept because I knew it was going to be difficult to, to convince investors to come on board at that time. Yeah. But creating this extra layer um, uh, to, to, to go as a reality, global reality television program mm. for football is going to be a phenomenon. And we have tested it now halfway, and we know that this is going to be great. Good. So all we want to do now is to move on. So I'm, I'm everything to, I had, I invested it in this project. And surely we have this belief that it will pay dividend one day. And uh, we will create a lot of more Sergio Manis, JJ Okochas, you know, DJ Drogba's, Mohamed Salah's around the world, not only Africa. Very good. That is our vision. Very good. Uh, Mohamed, I wish you the best on this project. I mean, I, I, I can see the success, but mm -hmm. like you already know, this will be a very challenging thing, okay? For it to mm -hmm. succeed, you need to fight as hard as possible. And very um, in a few questions, I will ask you more about the, the challenge that you go, you, 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 you mm -hmm. see coming, okay? So, Mohammed. See, yes. we both know how powerful sports has been. Uh, mm -hmm. You see, uh, like I told you some, some days ago, I, I started watching the, the next Netflix uh, documentary about uh, uh, corruption in FIFA a few days ago, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, I, I, I haven't finished the last, the last episode. I haven't watched it. I've been busy, you know. But mm -hmm. the, my, my point is this. Because of the power, mm -hmm. okay, in terms of financial resources mm -hmm. and political, political power, that mm -hmm. football as a sport, as a king of sports in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, as a uh, afforded the the uh, people who govern it around the world. Mm -hmm. See, for me, I've seen in Nigeria, my my own country. Okay, that's the only mm -hmm. only uh, country I uh, in Africa I know about. And actually, that is our next target. Okay. After okay, uh, introducing okay. the project. Okay. In, so, so in, see, yes, see, because of the, that power, yeah, the people who run football in Africa do not want to relinquish any oh. any power. Yeah. They yeah. see, they see, they are holding on to the power as mm -hmm. something very valuable to them as individuals yes. and and by doing that they restrict the 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 fordrance mm -hmm. of that sports yes you see i don't know how we can convince these people say let's let me see this 
if mm-hmm. what they want to gain is monetary wealth, if they want what they want to gain is power by mm-hmm. the promotion and the 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 amount of uh, people who watch sports in Africa mm-hmm. or in their, in their individual countries, then letting the sports grow in the country will afford them to have power, more power. But mm-hmm. it seems they don't understand that because they think yes. the power comes when you are an FA president or FA general secretary or FA treasurer. The money that the government of your country put in the sports, even, even the money that FIFA gives to the FA will be minuscule mm-hmm. compared to the money that each of force force fan in the country mm-hmm. pay to watch a game. Okay, mm-hmm. now this is a this is a big challenge, and yeah. for you mm-hmm. wanting to do something like this, this will be a big challenge. I can tell you. Yes. Okay. Yes, I know. I can, I I can know. tell you because I, see, I know I've done yes. a, a few things and, and I have a few friends who want to work basically in, in the same space you are working, okay? Mm-hmm. So this one challenge is, is, will be huge. So tell me, what other mm-hmm. challenges do you envisage on yeah. in achieving your, your, your vision in this project? Yes, um, th- thank you for that very important question. Um, I, first of all, I'm going to say <clears throat> it is unfortunate that some people um, uh, within the powers of governance, both in football and general, and generally yeah. speaking, that people are narrow-minded. Sorry. And, uh, they they only think about themselves and probably their their families rather than the masses yeah when when you spread things yeah they they probably don't understand that when you spread resources um spread opportunities it multiplies multiplies yes exactly so but because of their narrow-minded they think that is the end of the world. Mm. But also, they forget that there are people before them who have gone. They were here, held these positions, and they are gone. They're gone. Yeah. So these are things that we need to pay attention to. Um, for me personally, <clears throat> um, I believe that corruption um, uh, has been the biggest deterrent for any development anywhere. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. I believe we need to create solutions in order, tangible solutions for that matter, in order to, to, to address these issues because it is affecting the weakest of the weakest. Yes. Yes. So we, we envisage challenges. We are having challenges right now that is in order to connect to the right people, 
um, maybe we also lack the resources to get those right people um, uh, in place or on board the project. But that is why people like you, that is why I was very excited to come on board and talk about some of these issues. Probably someone out there will see these interviews, yeah. will understand the genuinity of what we're trying to do and the impact that is going to have, the lasting impact it will, it will have um, uh, on our continent and yeah. our young people for them to con come on board and support. Not only support, but they can come and invest and we all benefit together. Yeah. What am I going to do with a billion dollars apart from reinvesting? and probably expanding the business. We can reinvest that into social um, uh, development programs and projects, and it can become a catalyst for developing the entire continent. And these are the visions that we have. Um, we will sacrifice for today, but I tell you when these um, uh, success stories come and the, the the revenues coming it is our vision to share it yeah. around to help more young people become professional players but some will become probably television moguls mm. um, even envisage us working together yeah because we have another component that we want to have aside on this which you are it's similar to what you are doing so i think um uh, these challenges First of all, right now, what we are going through is the challenges of getting funding for the yeah. project, challenge of getting partners to take on board these talents because we have loads of talents in Africa yes. that go wasted. We wish the top clubs would be able to see them. And this is why I will tell you the agency we are planning to work with or we are negotiating with is called Unique um, uh, Sports Group. Okay. Um, we we just had a meeting last week, um, uh, working on a certain a certain uh, transfer or potential transfer, uh, which I happen to be the mediator between the two camps, which I am not going to disclose. Yeah, yeah. But unique, unique is the biggest sporting um, agency in England right now, if, if not the whole world. They have done deals worth one billion pounds or more than a billion dollar worth of deals. They have more than um, uh, 300 players on their books. Wow. And they are everywhere apart from Africa. Yeah. So our agency can become their partner in Africa, but we want to use the Soccer Icon Project, the yeah. House of Dreams, for mm. us to create that platform of partnership. Mm. for us to also help young African players. Yeah. So we are expecting them to ease those challenges of funding. Okay. Because probably when they come on board, they will be able to provide us with sponsors. Um, okay. uh, they will be able to convince one or two top clubs that they work with in the premiership to say, hey, we are here to take the best talents if okay. you can provide them for us. But then again, we also need the funding to provide the expertise for these trials and these recruitments. And this okay. can go probably up to 500 um, uh, young professionals that we can create in Africa 
mm. in order just to go for these trials. Because imagine we have 55 countries, states in Africa. Yes. And we happen to send in five specialists or five coaches with domestic um, uh, coaches on the ground to support this recruitment trend. Yeah. And this is a source of employment, a source of education, a source of training. So we believe that if people understand what we are trying to do, they will jump on the bandwagon. But then again, imagine, um, let's say Arsenal, Manchester City happen to know about this project. They say, okay, we will partner with you to take on board, even if it is going to be a professional development scholarship contract, mm. the best players, mm. let's say five of the best players from, from this program. That alone is a big boost and a big um, uh, encouragement. Yeah. Motivation yes, it, it, it will be, it will be, it will be. Yes, yes. So uh, I'm, I'm, sad, to... I'm sad that you, you didn't mention my club. <laughs> Sorry? I'm I'm sad you didn't mention my club. <laughs> Which one? Man City? No, you me- you mentioned Man City. Huh? Chelsea. You didn't mention the original success story of Manchester. Hmm? Manchester United. No, yes, of course. You yes. can't talk about you, football. You left us. You Man left United. us. It's not personally. Fair. <laughs> I'm an Arsenal fan. We are rivals. But that is the beauty of football. <laughs> that, that, that is the beauty of football. Yes. You cannot talk about football without talking about Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. And also, I took a little bit of United um, uh, concept. They call United the theater of dreams. Yes. And this project is called the House of Dreams. Yes. But it is, I call it the new theater of dreams. Yes. I, I, no- I noticed that. I noticed that. Exactly. So um, I took a bit from a lot of things. Yeah. This to create a concept like this. Yeah. And I think it is a beautiful concept. And I'm just wishing for the right people to understand what we are trying to do to come on board and we create a global phenomenon. Because our intention is to expand and export this project to every part of the world. And I yeah. don't see anywhere who will not want it. We've seen the X factor. Simon Cowell took it to the US. Yeah. Now, anywhere you go, you see so-so got talent, so-so got talent. Yeah. You know, and it has become a global phenomenon. And this is what we want to, football is the biggest Sports. sporting in the world, you know, yeah. in, in the world. Yeah. So if we can create a television entertaining sporting program, we can easily win and dominate and that's why i am always adamant on it becoming the biggest sporting empire mm-hmm. it may not be only africa but probably the globe and it is it is a vision and i believe in it and uh i hope one day you can be part of this story as well. okay okay <laughs> thank yeah. you very much man so I appreciate uh, it. see I've uh, listened to your dream, your vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's huge. Yes. It's challenging. Mm-hmm. And you are willing to take it on. You see, for me, this is uh, a lifelong project. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And I see you doing this for the next 30 years. Okay. Till the end of my life. I will yes. come in there. Okay. This very good. Very good. I dedicated my life on. V very good. See? Yes. Very good. And that's what I'm, I'm saying. You sure. have found your life purpose. Purpose. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. You have found your own life purpose. So, yes. I want you to help young Africans to start thinking not, uh, they are young, so maybe not their own life purpose. Although, uh, some, some might find theirs, find theirs, but just help young Africans to start thinking about how they can contribute their little quota mm -hmm. to their community. Just help them to start thinking about yeah. contributing a little bit mm -hmm. to their environment, to their communities. So what, what, would, it, what would it tell young Africans? Okay, I will start by saying every individual has a quality. So therefore, every young person in Africa has something that you are good at. Mm. You may not know how deeply you may be good at, or the individual may not know how deeply they're good at that certain thing. But along the way, you will know that I can do something. Whatever it is, for God's sake, just go ahead. Do not fear. Um, uh, because it will only be a deterrent. I believe that in order to succeed, you have to fail. We have failed multiple times. We will not call it failure, but we have got challenges and uh, stumbling blocks along the way. Yeah. And that should not be a deterrent to get up, dust up, and move to the next level. Mm. We have to make it work. Yeah, okay. good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. This 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 happens a lot, so it's not it's not your problem. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, yes. you you were saying the uh, ooh uh, young people. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So so I was basically saying, um, what I would advocate, um, uh, is uh, for us to come together, unite, create forums and platforms. Um, uh, to discuss these ideas to to develop our our continent, our beautiful continent. Okay. Um, but also, it's down to the the authorities and our leaders, African leaders, mm. to create those environments mm. for the young people to flourish. Mm. Because creating the enabling environments is what will um, uh, nurture. Um, and bring out the beauty in in these young people. Okay. So that that is um, uh, something I am going to emphasize. But for the the youths themselves, I believe everyone has a speciality. Work on that. Find your purpose and bring it on board. Do not fear. Either you want to do it individually to make a difference. Just go ahead and do it. Do not wait for nobody. For them to come and do it for you because um, this project the concept started um since 2007 yeah but um one of the drivers is my my brother 
my cousin. He is now a coach. He has a pro license in the Greek Super League um, uh, in a team called Panathinaikos. And every day, this is what he, he says to me, never give up. This will pay dividends. We are creating the networks and eventually we will launch this project to go big. So I also give that same motivation back to other people with brilliant ideas. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. You can fail so many times, but be ready that you must, before you succeed, you have to go through those obstacles and be ready to face any of them. Wow. Thank you very much for that. See, I will add this. See, you just said this project started over a decade ago. Okay. See, this is one thing I, I, I would wants young people to understand. If you have a vision, if you have a passion, it doesn't need to be something. In fact, if you have a passion or vision that you can you can you can implement within one year, two years, then it's not big enough. Okay? Yeah. See if a real a real vision cannot be imp- implemented in one year, two years, three years, four years. It takes time to evolve, okay? Yes, if you have a goal that you can implement in one year, that's good. But it should be, it, it, it should be part of a bigger vision. Yes. Okay? Yes. That bigger vision is like Mohammed has. Okay, is something big, is something multi-country. Okay, so just if you have a goal, work on it. Like you said, fear, failure is part of life. Embrace it. Don't let them drive you away from what you want to do. Okay. Yes. Embrace it fail learn from it move on collaborate with other young, young people you know so see this the, the thing is this I, I, I will say this africa has a lot of ground to catch up to okay mm-hmm. and that big divide is the opportunity yes okay on, yes. On, let me come in there if, if you allow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, it's go an on. important part. On this project alone, you are talking to me. Yes. But behind the project, the people that hold onto it, um, uh, I can say there is more than 50 people. Exactly. That hold onto this project and they're not being paid a penny. Okay. I have tech farms in the Gambia, young people who hold onto I have a fintech farm that gave us part of our funds when we were starting mm. and without expecting anything out of it mm. but just because they saw the vision so that's why i talk about the collaboration yeah personally um uh, all the money i saved from the world bank my consultancy is all i have put into this project you see <laughs> there's a nice story a very nice story about when I when I uh, wanted to move from the World Bank to the project, 
my boss currently is a Nigerian mm. called Madam Borofis. Um, she's the head of the World Bank in the Gambia. When she come, we had a one-on-one chat. Um, this was during the COVID. Mm. And we had a call. But after our meeting, she said, wow, that was a very insightful chat. Mm. Because she wanted to know what I wanted to do. How do I want to develop myself in terms of staying longer and improving or, or going further within the World Bank? She said, yeah. you, you have to get some kind of certification. You have to do some kind of development in order to go to the next level. I said mm. to her, I never dreamt to be at the World Bank. It was just out of opportunity. Mm. And then I said, I have my own dream and I, I am not planning to stay in this institution. And she asked me, what is this vision? And then I started explaining the whole project, just like you explained to me. Yes. And, and she, she said, Mohammed, my son is a football fanatic. My husband is also a football (laughs) fan. Any day this project works, let me know because I may want to, to register my son to be part of it. So this is this is um, uh, motivation. Yeah. It was a motivating factor for me to believe in myself. And yeah. I appreciated all the people that worked with me at the World Bank. They encouraged me and supported me. Yeah. So and also the collaboration I have with the other tech firms in the country, my friends, you know, it has to happen together. Collectively, yeah. yeah, I cannot do this on my own. So I am going to encourage every young person: let us work together. Yeah. You may be able to do this, but somebody can do something better than you. Yeah, collaborate and work together to succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good, very good, Mohammed. So, uh, well, uh, we're coming to the end of our discussion, and uh, one thing I've uh, done since I started this. Uh, podcast is to ask my guests their vision for Africa in uh, 20, 30 years time. See, because uh, what I'm doing, even though it's small, uh, I wish to see all the, dis- all the discussions, all the visions of my guests, my own particular, my, 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 my personal vision for, for Africa to be fruitful in 20, 30 years time. Okay. So Mohammed, what is your vision for Africa in 20, 30 years time? Um, Africa still has a lot of challenges. Yes. I believe that there is progress. Okay. Um, uh, because uh, looking at probably the first thing that comes to my mind is Rwanda. Mm. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to be um, uh, a young man when Rwanda went through that terrible. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for them to come out and transform that country, um, it's, it's phenomenal. Very, mu- very much so. Gives us hope that we can do anything that we set our hearts on. Um, I would love to see the entire Africa 
in the next 20 years, in the next 30 years, to be a dominant force um, uh, in uh, global leadership. Mm. Um, I know it will be a slow process. Yes. Because I have to be frank. We have a lot of corrupt leaders. We have a lot of people with, self- with selfish interests. But um, uh, seeing some initiatives like uh, the IFTA, the Intra-African... Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, free trade uh, zone, yes. Yes, exactly. Um, I, am, I am connected to a lot of people um, on some of these areas on LinkedIn, uh, people like Michael Sudakasa. You know, they, it is very encouraging. So I am very hopeful and very much optimistic that in the next 20 years, we will see a different Africa. But I call on the young people because I believe that they are the ones that can change um, uh, this continent quicker. Yeah. But I also call on the people in the positions to create um, uh, systems and uh, um, create environment, enable, enabling um, uh, environments for young people to develop into best leaders. Um, uh, because it is through um, uh, growing these young people's mentality yeah. is what is going to give us um, uh, a lasting impact in terms of African development and the Africa we want. Very so good. I, I believe that we will get there. It, it could be slow. Maybe many of us may not be alive. That is due, that's life. In yeah, that's life. That's life. But we all have to contribute to our, um, our quota to, to the development of this continent. So I call on unity for all African people and even the globe, because the globe is, is uh, the world is a global village now, yeah. mm-hmm. um, as Nelson Mandela said it. So we need to find a way of working together. Barack Obama, his father left Africa and went to the US and he became the president of the United States. So and so there are many stories like that. So all we need to do is believe. And uh, I am a hopeful person, an optimistic person. And I believe that we will make it and we can get there. But we have to do it together. Very, very good. Very good. I'm also a very hopeful person. I believe that African can do it. And I believe that humanity can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this note, Mohamed, thank you very, very much for being a very hopeful guest of the Think Big for Africa podcast. Thank you very much, Ikenya. Thank you. And I hope to see you in person. Oh, we will same here. The other same here, yes. man. <laughs> yes, definitely. I would love to see you in person. Yes. And, and you, you will very soon. Very, very soon. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, man. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Listen or watch more episodes of Think Big for Africa podcast with new guests every week. Subscribe to ensure that you are notified whenever new episodes are available.